This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, everyone. It's Blair. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe this is the last episode of this podcast. I'm really sad. Ugh, I'm going to miss you guys so much, but I'm so grateful that I got to do this and I had so much fun with my weird little show, my little weird fucking weird, weird, weird show. And it was just so great to get to know you guys better and develop a relationship with you and have so many fun guests on and get to probe the great interiors of so many of the fabulous minds um, today. I really enjoyed myself and I'm sad it's coming to an end, but it is what it is. And there's going to be a lot of great stuff up ahead. I'm speaking to you from my hotel room in Cleveland right now. So if the audio sounds odd, that's why. Um, a few things before we get into our last faded episode. Uh, I will be opening for Anthony Jeselnik next weekend, November 10th through the 12th. Um, at the Brea Improv. So if you're interested in seeing that, come on out. Also, the other thing I want to tell you about is I will be holding a breathwork class, an online breathwork class, Friday, November 28th at 10.30 a.m., the day after Thanksgiving. And I'm really excited because it's my first one in five months. And teaching breathwork, um, although 
I don't get to do it too often because of my insane schedule makes me really happy. And I think it's such a gift and people get so much out of it um, that I always find it to be so fulfilling and exciting. Sometimes it starts people on like a whole new path and the messages I get from it just make me really happy and feel really fulfilled. And, you know, if I wasn't I think we all know that if I wasn't a comedian, an actress and stuff, a writer, I probably would go into some kind of healing thing. So this gets me to be able to do that a little bit. And I think it's really special. So if you're curious about breathwork or, you know, want to hang out with me in a completely different non-comedy capacity, come on out. I think you'll really like it. And it's unlike anything you've ever experienced if you've never tried it. Um, so the ticket link for that is in my bio on all my social media platforms in my link tree where all my stuff is. So yes, come join me, um, Blair Bears, Owen Wilson Heads. I would love to see you at the breathwork class. Okay, so I thought because this is our last episode that I would read a letter to Owen Wilson. Okay, are you guys ready? I'm gonna read a letter on my own show. Here we go. Dear Owen, hello and happy almost birthday to my dog, my love, my life. 53 years old and you don't look a day older than delicious. It's crazy to be addressing you in this capacity now that we both know each other from our close mutual friend, Demi Moore. Yes, I've been performing this deeply ornate and public Owen Wilson ritual to you for almost six years now. And well, I guess it's true what they say. If you build it, they will come. Ew, not that type of come. But Demi told me after she came to the show, not one, but two months in a row. Hello, obsessed much? That she texted you about it. Actually, she showed me the text while she was still in the theater. And you wrote back, she named it after me. Won't that hurt ticket sales? <laughs> classic, classic, humble Owen. God, your humility knows no bounds. I'm actually not sure if you remember me from pre-Demi Moore, but I wrote you a letter in 2007. I know it's been a while since 2007. Where has the time gone? It's crazy that we're both in showbiz now. Now I feel like I get you even more than I did back then when I was just a fan. Whereas now it's crazy that I'm a fan and a colleague. The Lord does work in mysterious ways. Did I tell you that I believe in God again now? Not like Jesus, but just an amorphous loving presence. <laughs> Weird, right? Life is crazy. Also, Lucian just informed me that you were nominated for an Academy Award for co-writing the Royal Tenenbaums. I truly had no fucking idea. Hell yeah, bitch. I think people underestimate your intelligence. I know because they do the same thing to me. Just the other day, a reply guy wrote, is she on drugs or just really fucking dumb? And it's like, we're just two wildly talented, affable, blonde children of God out here succeeding. And if all that is too blinding for them to notice our huge brains, then fuck it. Oh, who is Lucian Wickles, I bet you're wondering? He's my private investigator. I pay him tons of money that I make from being a comedy tycoon to unravel all the dirt and mysteries that I need to know about. He's out of Bakersfield, California, and I met him when we both happened to be fishing for crawdads in the Kern River. 
as all my listeners know now, as I've told them many times, he is kind of a grumpy guy and loves Mountain Dew. He has no known family. He only wears cargo pants and drives a motorcycle, but not a loud one because he says those guys are knuckleheads and weak. Anyway, knowing you and your big, bodacious heart, I could see you dropping by my show in Cleveland tonight just to see what's going down. So... Please make yourself known if you do catch a flight. You'll probably be hiding in a baseball cap sunk low in your seat. But just raise your hand if you come and I'll know. Or any other signal that you prefer. I will know. As of the time of this letter, I'm writing to you on the last episode of my podcast named after you. Inspired by you. Very sad. Originally, I foresaw this podcast ending by you being a guest on the show and us having this incredible faded destiny meeting time together that would bring so many people so much satisfaction. But alas, the gods did not allow for that. But I know our time will come. Anyways, Owen, you deserve to be happy. How can I tell you that you deserve to be happy? Because you have a twinkle in your eyes. And I know I'm not the only one that sees it. It's right there in plain sight for anyone to see. Everyone to see. It's like you have tiny little elf-sized Kris Kringles inside the irises of each of your eyes, waving at everyone and sending them good wishes and blessings and chuckles. There is no way to even quantify the amount of laughs you have provided the world. Also, I don't want to make this about your physical good looks because I know everyone does that to you and you are so much more than that, but I just love your nose so fucking much. I want to take a big fucking bite out of it like an apple and then chew it down my throat in a state of complete nirvana. I want to eat your entire head and have it live inside my body like a zipped up kangaroo. God, I said I wasn't going to do that. Not in front of these people. Also, I just found out you dated Cheryl Crow. Also, Kate Hudson? And Demi Moore? Yeah, I had to pretend like I didn't know you two dated when she came to the show and was showing me your guys' texts. Can you imagine the level of acting that took? What am I, Daniel Day-Lewis? Talk about tenacity. If that doesn't foreshadow me winning an Oscar one day, then I don't know what will. Also, Sonia Morgan of The Real Housewives of New York claims to have dated you too, which makes sense because she is my favorite housewife. You really have dated some of the most incredible women in Hollywood. You have impeccable tastes. I think you would like me too. I'm single with a lot of love to give, just in case you are wondering. Also, you are so good and Loki. Oh my God. Okay, talk to you soon, big boy. Happy almost birthday. Love, Blair. Oh, that felt good. I don't know why I read that letter on the last episode of the podcast, but it's kind of fitting. I guess I could have done it on the first episode of the podcast. But I love Owen Wilson, and I love when people are fans of people. It's nice to love, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm grateful for you all, all the Owen Wilson heads, the Blair Bears. And I feel a lot of love in my heart, and I'm excited for what comes next. So anyways, without further ado, this last episode... I mean, do I have a treat for you? I have international superstar, movie star, big time celebrity now, Joel Kim Booster on the show. And yes, this man has been all over your TV. You know him from Loot on Apple. You know him from his hit movie, Fire Island. It was really exciting because Joel was one of the original Dero and Wilson stars and people just ate him up at the live show because he puts a lot of effort into his letters. Um, and yeah, it was just a really fun talk because I've known Joel since the open mic days 
And um, it was exciting to have him on the last episode. And so, yeah, I think that's it. You guys, write me any messages. Keep in touch. I love you so much. And I want to thank you so much for going on this journey with me. God bless you all. I hope you have a great week, great holidays. And I hope to just keep interacting with you. And um, yeah, thanks for your support. Enjoy this episode. Thank you for everything. I love you. everyone and welcome back to the dear owen wilson podcast it's blair um back for another week and you guys wouldn't fucking believe the guest i have for you today it's just crazy you're gonna lose your minds and again it's it's wild who we deliver to you um but i'm so excited he's this international superstar uh you know him from his hit movie of the summer that just took the world by storm fire island loot every fucking show please welcome joe kim booster everybody hello hi blair Hi, Joel. It's great to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy we live in the same town and we just don't see each other. I know. It's so busy. I was just at Greta's house this morning and I was like, I'm about to do a podcast with Joel. And um, I was like, I haven't seen this man in forever. I know. How have you been? I've been well, but you want to know something crazy? This is the last episode of this podcast. What? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, I would have picked like a better person to write a letter to if I had known that it was going to be the final episode of the pod. I mean, who knows? It might be resurrected somewhere or whatever. But um, yeah, it was like this is the last episode of my contract. And unfortunately, it wasn't renewed. Oh my so, god. Yeah, Those shocking. fucking fools. <laughs> but you know what, Joel? You were like a like the time when this did exist as a live show, you were really you really were like one of the star guests of the oh. entire. Yeah. Oh, I remember I like that. you brought the, like you destroyed. Cause certain people really thrive in this format. I try. I try. I love I love stars. I love actresses. So this really is playing right to my strengths. Yeah. And I just, you know, it is a little sad. The intention was to eventually have Owen Wilson on this podcast, but it just <gasps> wasn't enough time. No. You needed more time. You needed more time. He, you can't rush Owen Wilson. Yeah. Well, Joe, uh, Joel, Joel, Joe, Joel. How many syllables are in Joel? One. Joel. You look really like refreshed. I look terrible right now. No, no, like you look fresh. Yeah. I look, I look horrible. Don't everyone listening, don't listen to this. Like, no, that's my opinion. My face is breaking out. You can see it clearly on the Zoom. It's just no, it's I literally I, I cannot see that. I'm dead. Well, you serious. need to get a better quality <laughs> screen then, honey. Yeah, no, that's probably true. But how have you been? Like you've been in a whirlwind. Yeah, I know. It's been it's been the craziest year of my life professionally and kind of personally too. Really? And yeah, I mean, I um I I'm dating somebody right now, which is yeah. new. I mean, we've been dating for almost a year and a half, but yeah. it is like largely the the lion's share of the relationship has been this year. And it's just been crazy. It's been crazy sort of having 
um every everything that has ever happened to me in my career has happened this year um and <laughs> everything that's happened ever to me in my love life has happened this year so it's just a lot to absorb yeah um but I think it's good timing too because I met him before any of this stuff happened and so it's really been nice to have like sort of a grounding presence in my that's life that's really nice and I find it I mean look I've been we've all been seeing you ascend for a long time but um it is I find it very hopeful to see from your perspective <laughs> that you find it all happening in one year love yeah. your career. Like I talk about that all the time because I'm like, okay, I'm looking for my husband right now. I'm still trying to find some sort of fucking homeostasis in this goddamn career. Yeah. And, um, but I think it's cool because like I knew you back when we were doing open mics. Yeah, man. I mean, the thing is, is like we're all doing great for the most part. Everyone cool from that time period is doing <laughs> great. Everyone yeah, no. cool. I mean, I'm not putting myself down or, or anyway, but I'm like, I do find myself like just really trying to search for like stability, which mm -hmm. it's like a two edged sword because like you do have to try and uh, morph into that direction to find it. But then you also can't be like, ah. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is like it's a it's one it's like almost we're doing so many metaphors. Double edged sword. <laughs> it's a catch one. It's a, it's a catch twenty two. It's sort of like you have to want it, but if you want it too much, then it destroys you. You know, and like you have to find like so much of success in this industry is wanting it just enough that you yeah. that you aren't don't drive yourself crazy, but enough that you are like pushing yourself into that place yeah no that's so true and i also think it's just like my priorities are shifting i'm like i want a child like how do i do that oh my god <laughs> don't even get me started do my you want kids? i i don't know i like my my boyfriend really does and uh -huh. so i've always said that i'm sort of ambivalent about kids like if i was with someone who wanted kids i would have kids um but if i was with someone who didn't want to have kids i would be happy not having kids but that doesn't feel like the best headspace to be in about kids like it feels like I should be really enthusiastic about wanting kids yeah but the thing is is like I'm really like enthusiastic about raising kids with him right more so than I am excited about the idea of having kids if that right makes any sense. that's pretty romantic but I love babies I do love babies yeah I, just, I don't like them I don't like them like five six seven eight right and beyond you know yeah do you um mind me asking uh how you met your boyfriend yeah, we met in Mexico, actually. We were both on vacation with our friends, and our friends were friends with each other. And so we met um, the first night we were in Mexico together, and he was supposed to be, like, night one guy, you know? Like, we went home together, and it was supposed <laughs> yes. to be, like, one night stand, like, first took up out of the way, and, like, it was going to be, like, done on to the next. And then, I don't know, we just kept hanging out, and we never stopped talking, and um, it was really, it's really beautiful. I think he's the best well that's really sexy in mexico i think i need to go to mexico also that's like you friends with each other's friends it's very fire island the movie it is it is very that except no one in either friend group is an asshole so <laughs> uh that's helpful god that movie was so like sweet oh i oh. loved it thank you yeah i'm so glad you know yeah. it, it's been fun like um most people that I talk to in real life, obviously, like, you know, if, if someone hated the movie, they don't really bring it up. 
um, to me. Um, <laughs> well, but, good. But except, except there's no one more confident in telling me that they hated the movie than a drunk gay guy. Um, and Ew, that has happened, that's so fucked up. That has happened a number of times. Are you serious? Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like fine. It's whatever. They're always like so fucked up. It's catastrophic. But I, um, what is I, wrong it with keeps people? Me humble. I don't know. I don't that's know. That's like, because that's like when people write shit to you on the internet and you're like, okay, this fucking loser would never say this to my face. But these people are saying they it to They are your saying face. it to my face. And I think it's part of it is that like, A, I'm like very accessible within the community. Like I'm out, I'm doing gay things, I'm going to the bars, you yeah. know, like I'm not like a shut-in at all. And so they have a lot of access to me. And the other thing is, is I think a lot of people think I have a much higher ego about the movie and than I actually do. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, cause a lot of guys, a lot of people will come up to me and feel the need to like neg me before giving me a compliment. Like yeah. the, the oh, number of, so the number of times I've heard people say like, I don't care what anyone says. I actually really liked your movie or, or like, I really thought, I, I thought I w- for sure I was going to hate this fucking movie, but I actually really liked it. And it's like, well, you can just say the second part. You don't have to you don't have to I preface don't. it with like I, I really wanted to hate your movie or like everyone else I know hates your movie but me. You know, it's just like it's such a weird phenomenon. That's so sad and such a bummer because that is just means that people in the world have lost like a basic tenant and level of respect for other people and kindness. And also it's just so, so obvious from miles away that they're just being like, I haven't done anything. The only yeah. thing I can do, <laughs> ah, I'm panicked. I haven't done anything. The only thing I can do is like shit on someone else actually birthing something into the world. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's fine. I, you know, people are, are, are welcome to their opinions about anything and I don't need anything. I don't think I made a perfect movie. I don't think everyone needs to like it. It is just sometimes I'm like, you don't need to tell me. You don't need to tell no. me anything. I don't Say even, it in your own fucking house, you loser. I, I don't actually even need to hear like compliments from strangers either. Like it's nice to it's nice to get, but like if you can't just give the compliment, then then don't don't talk to me at all, you know? Oh, I it's so hard for me to wrap my head around. Like, because people do that as a uh just even as a stand-up too. And then mm. um, you know, that thing where you're they're like, Well, I loved you, and you're like I would really rather you said nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like people in dating when they find out you're a stand-up, especially with um men. Like I try to hide it to the last second, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then they're like, ev- the first thing they say, the first thing is everyone says I should be a stand-up, and I'm like, that is the most bizarre response. No, to me. yeah, that's so crazy. Would you do that with any other profession? Never. Like- I would never. People say I should be a doctor. And when you know? men come up to me, and by the way, not one woman ever in my life one time after a show has ever come up to me and say, I should be a, everyone says I should be a stand-up. No. But when a man says that to me, I'm wildly polite. And I say, that's awesome. Yeah, you should try. I'm so nice to them. And like the whole experience of them just coming to my show is completely lost. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy. I just don't know that anyone is telling anyone that they should be doing stand-up ever yeah you know like and if they are you need to stop you need to encourage people (laughs) not to you need to be encouraging people not to do stand-up that's what we need to be doing there are too many of us we don't need anymore the position has been filled um (laughs) 
the position the husband filled. Yeah, please try back another time. Like, I just don't, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any reason to continue. And Joel also loved your Netflix special. Oh, thank you. Well, you were there on the ground floor for most of those jokes. So you saw, you saw the, the beginning stages of a lot of it. So. Yeah. Isn't um, that crazy? Uh, it's like, it's, but it's just so fun. Like, yeah, I love watching you do stand up. Oh, I yeah. love watching you do stand up. <laughs> Thank you. Are you just so- suck each other's dicks <laughs> on this podcast? Live I like for to. That's to honestly the best part about fucking podcasts is catching up with friends. Mm. Yeah, um, I know. It's sad that this is what we have to do to see each other and talk. Yeah, I know, but it's good. Wait, are you still? How are you feeling about stand up now that like you know you're on TV shows, making movies? What's happening there? Um, I mean, I really still want to keep doing it until I am no longer good at it. I guess you know, like I yeah. and I hope that I have the good sense to know when that is, or at least not even when I'm not. Not that I would say I'm, I'm ever not good at it, but I do think that you do hit a point of success as a comic, especially a comic who. You know, it's that weird thing where like we all wanted to be stand ups. And then as soon as I hit success as a stand up, as soon as anyone hits success as a stand up, they want you to do everything but stand up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and, and I'm very thankful for all the success. Like I've obviously always wanted to do all the other things that I'm doing right now. But it does like, I, you do see it that like eventually if you get too successful, you lose, you don't have anything to say anymore, you know? Yeah. And so, I hope I have the good sense to know when I have nothing left to say uh, <laughs> that's interesting or relatable, you know, like, cause you watch like, I don't know, like sometimes you get like six specials deep with someone and you're like, <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't have to do this anymore. You're a yeah. big time star. You can just pivot to whatever you want. You know, yeah. like I, I like really respect people like Ray Romano who like, <laughs> Who like Ray Romano, like if Ray Romano wanted a special right now, Ray Romano could get a special, you know, but like that's not that's not like what he needs to be doing. And I think he knows that he doesn't need to be doing it anymore. And I really respect that. I just played against Ray Romano in Celebrity Jeopardy. Um, I'm dying right now. Pull quote from this episode is I really respect Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Kim Booster. I respect Ray Romano. Um, I do. I do. I really do. Yeah. No, he seems like a cool dude. Like everyone loves him. I've never heard a bad word in my life about no, Ray Romano. He was, he was super cool when I met him. Um, and very nice and like um great at Jeopardy. How did Jeopardy go for you? Like, tell me I, what I was can't, going on. I, when does this come out? Uh two weeks, I think two weeks okay so my episode will literally be airing like the sunday after this comes out so i can't really talk about it okay but i will i will say it's the most fun i've ever had in my entire life oh okay well then that's yeah. like a that's a huge lead like yeah. we should check it out it's so fun i will say celebrity jeopardy they make the questions for babies um it is much easier than regular celebrity or, uh, jeopardy and because they just don't, <laughs> they don't want anyone to be embarrassed and like that is it's it's like it's almost embarrassing like there are so many questions i didn't bring in on because i was like well certainly it couldn't be <laughs> it's too easy it couldn't be that <laughs> like it's tricking like me it's like this city is called the big apple and it's like no <laughs> this is a trick this is a trick there's no way that the answer is new york and of course it was um so i think you won that's my hunch 
Well, you'll just have to tune in and find out. Because I ain't telling a soul. Um, And, you know, another thing, because I, I do keep up. I have been reading um, Grub Street Food Diaries since, <laughs> um, since 2006 when I was an intern at an Orange County magazine. Love and um, I, I love the Grub Street Diaries. And I was... I was pleased to know you're still doing the blended chicken breast. I am still doing the blended chicken breast. I'm not as not as frequently as I used to, and it probably shows on my body, honestly. Um, but I, yeah, I love to blend chicken. I think it's very convenient. It's I don't like eating chicken. Yeah, I find chicken to be gross, dry. I I'm mean, with yes, you like, on it, chicken breast. Like I think it can be prepared sucks. well, but like. It's just not, yeah, not I can't prepare it well. And so I might as well just blend it up and, and drink it. It's like yeah. soup. And did you receive a lot of um, feedback from that? Yeah, people I hate knew it. you would. I knew people you would. really hate it. People really hate that I blend chicken breast. But like, listen, I love food. I do. I eat a lot of good food too. It's just occasionally I'm in a rush and I have been, I've eaten poorly that week and I just need to get some like, clean protein in my body and that is the way i have chosen to do it and everyone needs to just leave me alone yeah and since i have gotten on tiktok and sort of i just peruse in the shadows i really learned about like all the like hot skinny chicks on there they eat a gram of protein per their body weight yeah that's and what I, you're supposed to do i know and i was just like this is the most counterintuitive shit. Like I started doing it and I was like, oh my God, like it just feels like I'm going to gain so much it's weight. So mu it's, it feels like so much food. It's you do so it. much but that's more why, food. Like, but that's why the chicken breast milkshake is, like, is such a good move because you can get like 50 to 70 grams of protein and like 300 calories or less and, and drink it all in 90 seconds. Because yeah. my big problem, the reason I started doing it was because when I was bulking, I would lose. I I just I am not a person who needs to eat a lot every day. Like if I left my own devices, I would have like one or two meals a day. Mm -hmm. But because I have to like maintain size, I have to eat more than I want to eat. And so that's the other thing about the chicken milkshake is that it came out of necessity because I was I would be so full, but I'd be like, oh no, I have to get fifty grams of protein for the you know to hit my goal today and i cannot eat i physically cannot eat anything else and so i'm just gonna drink it yeah and, and that body I'm... is looking right i uh... i just find i'm just like how is it that if i eat less than that i'm not losing weight and if i eat twice as much as i normally eat that's the way to losing weight it's so confusing the body is a mystery the body no, is a real mystery. you said it the body is a mystery yeah. John Mayer, my body's a wonderland. <laughs> no, it's a mystery, bitch. <laughs>
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Okay, well, God, I could just keep chatting forever, but I yeah. guess we should I guess we should hear the letter who did you read your letter to last time Blake Lively oh yes the famous Blake Lively yeah. letter that brought down the house yeah <laughs> I never I you don't always know about have such one, interesting but... choices yeah well what can I say I love um obscure actresses you know I, I I go off the beaten path like everybody loves Rachel McAdams everybody <laughs> I actually don't know if that's true, but like everybody loves that. Like I want to, I want to use this platform as an opportunity <laughs> to shout out these girls who have been working hard, but don't get the love, you know? It's so benevolent and generous of you to sort yeah, of spread around the shine. Yeah. Dear Famke, uh, growing up in a conservative home, there are a lot of theories about what made a person gay an overbearing mother, a distant father, not enough time spent at church. <laughs> Of course, all these reasons are completely ridiculous and wrong. A person doesn't become gay because their mother hugged them too hard or their dad didn't hug them enough. No, they become gay after spending their childhood idolizing iconic female celebrities. <laughs> now, you may not be widely considered to be iconic or a celebrity, but in this house, you will be forever considered one of the titans of making me gay. Because you see, while you may not be as famous as some of the others, women like Michelle Yao or Angelina Jolie or even, depending on how you look at it, Carrie Ann Moss, women who all kicked ass on screen and in some cases off screen as well. It seems like I'm insinuating that these women go absolutely off in the real world, but in, to my knowledge, none of these women have ever kicked anyone's ass. Um, anyway, this isn't about those women, Famke. This is about you and me and the 1995 classic film GoldenEye. Yes, the James Bond one. We'll get to your many other credits later on in this letter, don't worry. But I wanted to start from the beginning, and it is here in this film. 
That guy, James Bond, is a secret agent, and you're the main henchman of the villain, Xenia Onatop, an iconic <laughs> name for an iconic woman. Of course, that's your name. Every woman in the James Bond universe has a cuckoo crazy name like Virginia Clit Whorehouse or <laughs> Pussy Galore. That's a real one. Or something equally subtle. So honestly, you got very lucky. Not a Bond girl per se, but actually more similar to Odd Job or Jaws in the Roger Moore James Bond movies. Anyway, in the film, you did something that I'll never forget. Something so formative, so iconic, so life-changing that it compelled me to write this letter. Famke, you wrapped your damn legs around a man's neck and squeezed so hard you done killed him. Can you believe that? I couldn't. Not at the time. I was eight years old when I saw you do that for the first time, sitting inches away from the television screen, completely and utterly mesmerized by this strong, powerful woman, literally ending a man in a way that can only be described as camp. I sat up <laughs> and I said, whoa, this is crazy. I think I'm going to base large swaths of my personality as a gay adult on this moment. Yes, word for word, I said that. I was extremely intelligent and self-possessed as an eight-year-old. And it came true. I am a gay adult and I do do that. I would spend the rest of my life chasing that high, Famke. I would search every film I came across looking for clues. Does a woman murder a man with her thighs in this movie? No? Okay, next. I would see countless examples of women kicking ass, taking names, sure, but nothing that would come close to this defining moment in cinema history. Because yes, women doing martial arts and high heels is obviously a huge part of what made me who I am today, but ultimately not nearly as impactful as what you did up there, ma'am. There would be other roles, of course. You'd play Jean Grey in three X-Men films, each of them in a wig worse than the last. You did a lot of cool things in that movie, not limited to moving a lot of stuff with your mind, as well as killing Patrick Stewart. But still, it wasn't enough. You'd also play a trans woman in Nip Tuck, which honestly I don't love, but I won't hold it against you because it was a different time back then. It's Ryan Murphy who should be in prison, not you. But that's a letter for another day. Oh my God. Anyway, thank you, Famke. For unlocking in me not only my homosexuality, but the very essence of who I am as a person, which some could argue are one and the same. I hope I get to see you skull smash someone with your thighs one more time before I die. It's the last thing I want to see before I am plunged into the depths of hell for being a big time perv. Yours truly, Joel. Oh, Joel! Oh my God! Just a little something I shout out. The other day. I I am absolutely dazzled. I where you found the time to pen such a gorgeous letter. Incredible. I, I took an Adderall and I smoked a joint and I sat down and I said, let's get to work. <laughs> oh, my God. OK, that's exactly what I need to do after my nail appointment later. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I need an Adderall and a joint to get through the work I have to do. All right. Yeah, well, it's the best way to do it. It really is. Um, okay. So, Joel, do you remember my private detective, Lucian Wickles? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay, because, you know, he is responsible. And I know you guys, the crowd, the listeners, you're all really going to miss Lucian. And I will miss him, too. Honestly, I hope he will still be in my life because I really don't see him outside of paid work. <laughs> um, And so... A lot is we're really on the precipice on a brink of a lot of possible change. It's scary for everyone, but we're really going to enjoy this last episode. And Joel, any question that is even slightly weird, just know that um, Lucian wrote it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Joel, uh, according to uh, Lucian Wickles, Fomka was married to a man named Kip. Williams. 
best known for directing the 2010 horror film Paranormal Activity. Too. Wow. <laughs> I had no idea. I love that film. <laughs> Do you really? Yes. <laughs> Joel, would you ever marry a man named Kip Williams? Um, wow. You know what? I would name a man named Kip. I would marry a man named William. <laughs> I would not marry a man named Kip Williams. Um, okay. I would not. No, no, no. Okay. That got I know it. for sure. I don't know a lot of things, but I know that for sure. Well, Fomka also didn't want to because she divorced him in 2000. And, she, and it's probably because he wouldn't change his fucking name. Yes. <laughs> and Joel, would you ever consider naming someone Famka? Is it you Famka Johnson? Because I think spelled. it's Fam- I think it's Famka Janssen. Oh, sure. She's Famke she's Janssen. from the Netherlands. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Famka is a beautiful name. I don't know if I would name one of my children um, that I may or may not have Famka, right. but I would name a cat Famka. Oh, yeah. No, actually, you're right. That would be an incredible cat name. Yeah, because with cats, it doesn't really matter what you call them. Yeah, you know? that's true. You're they not s- you're just sort of screaming into the void. with cats. <laughs> yeah, they sort of just live their own life and you're an accessory orbiting yeah. them. I did have a cat growing up that did know its name, though. He would really? come when you call when you he would come when you called the name Rocky. Uh, he was a <laughs> he was a dog cat, though, which is like. A lot of people are like, every time someone says they love their cat and they always follow it up with, he's just like a dog. I will say my cat was just like a dog, but it was really deeply annoying. Um, Why? Because you wanted it to have, you anticipated having more autonomy. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted a traditional cat. (laughs) I wanted a a roommate that would sort of ignore me. um, And... Yeah, and just like be left to its own devices a lot. And this cat like loved attention, wanted me to play play with it all the time. Would go outside with my with my dogs growing up, and like it was so crazy. Like when the people would come over and the dogs would bark in the front window, the cat would run up with the dogs and like try to bark. <laughs> like not, it wouldn't be like a meow necessarily. It'd be like a ah, yeah. Ah. Isn't it crazy? Um, isn't that crazy how much we are a product of our environment? Yeah, it really was a nature versus nurture situation with the cat. And <sighs> it's like that cat was gay, a.k.a. Yeah. a dog. And those and those mean guys that come up to you at the bar about your movie. Someone was really mean to them about like a short story they wrote at, at mm, age five. Mm-hmm. And so they're really just perpetuating that. that Cycle. Uh, yeah, it's sad. It's sad. If you're listening, get help. Um, Okay, Joel, according to Lucian Wickles, Famke was a part of the aforementioned show on FX Nip Talk from 2003 Mm -hmm. to 2010. Now, Joel, where are you a Nip Talk fan? Um, I was a Nip Talk fan because it was like, uh, but I, you know what? It's it's funny. I don't know if I ever watched more than a couple episodes of Nip Talk, but like I would go on YouTube when YouTube was early. And look at when it was early, early YouTube. You know, it wasn't like the kids know it today. And I would look up like Nip Tuck, Nip Nip Tuck gay scene. Yeah. Um, Because it's Ryan Murphy. So there was a lot of like gay undertones to a lot of those scenes. Was that his first 
like break thing? Mm, no, I think the show Popular was probably his. Oh, first oh. Thing. I didn't um, know he w- did that show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know that at all. I watched the shit out of that show when yeah, I was yeah, young. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think, his first big, big thing. But like, um, Nip Tuck was definitely up there. And I, it was like never gay enough for me, you yeah. know? Um, but those two guys were hot. And right. I remember one of them has like a sex fantasy about the other accidentally, like a sex dream. Yeah. And there's a scene that depicts that. And I would watch that on YouTube. <laughs> you remember what the first YouTube video you ever watched was? God, no, I have no idea. I, I ha- what what was yours? My first YouTube video that I ever watched was it was a link in David Spearman's away message um <laughs> that I clicked. <laughs> and it took me to a video of Stephanie J Block singing Defying Gravity in the original cast of Wicked. She was the original Alphaba before <laughs> Adina took over. And I remember my mind being blown because I didn't know that information at the time and this YouTube video. And I thought YouTube was like fully, strictly for musical theater uh, videos. (laughs) That is so incredible. I love that. I think think my first one was probably a link to some sort of pop punk uh, video that like a guy I liked was sending me just send that, you know, they just send you links without saying anything. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, yeah. Oh my God. I love the idea of, uh, YouTube being just a vehicle for musical theater. I mean, that's basically what it is for me today, but, um, I don't know. It's so funny to think back about like the early viral YouTube hits too. Cause like, do you remember like shoes? Shoes. I, w- I want to buy some shoes. I don't think so. Wow. But we're, we're slightly, a we're a different age cohort, I think. And that's probably where that's coming into, but like YouTube viral YouTube videos used to be like eight minutes long and now if your video is over a minute long it's never going viral oh yeah that's so true our brains are fully rotted now like i, I used to be such a reader i you i really did i used to even pre-pandemic the pandemic is what really broke my brain because i think i watched too much shit in the well pandemic. i was gonna say about nip tuck like i got so fucking bone dry of like all the shows trying to find any show and i went back to nip tuck and i started watching it and then i was like i think this is too toxic probably after i watched the entirety of breaking bad in one sitting which is not meant to be binged no, <laughs> no. it was very bad yeah um, did um, you? How much of Nip Tuck did you watch? I think I watched like I don't know, maybe the first season, and then mm. I was like, I think this is too dark for my gentle spirit right now. Yeah, that's fair. But I want to let you know, although you know, you wouldn't be hard for you to guess that I had little to no exposure to musical theater growing up. Um, but I did read the book Wicked, and when I saw and when I saw Wicked in person, I was like. My mind was blown. I was like, I was like, I love theater. All I want to do is see theater. It's so incredible. Well, and now you have all the opportunity in the world to see it here, <laughs> live in Los Angeles, California, where it is famously very good. <laughs> um, wait, okay, so we covered oh, and also Fomka in a BC's How to Get Away with Murder from 2014 to 2020. Oh, that's right. She's a lesbian. Yes. She's a lesbian in that. Yes. She love. really is playing all the LGBTs. She she loves to play LGBT. I know. I I really loved her in How to Get Away with Murder. I did appreciate that. 
I did appreciate that part as well. Did you I, watch that whole series or what? What's I did here? not. I dropped out. I dropped out probably like three or four seasons in. Right. Um, as I often do with Shonda, because Shonda, you know, she goes off. It goes off the rail. That girl, that girl loves to go off a rail. Um, we almost jinxed at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, she does. the The storylines get so out there in the later well, seasons. After like the sixth murder that they're covering up, I was like. Okay, now they're getting away with too much. They're getting away with too much murder on this show. They're serial killers at, yeah, this, point. at this point. I just wanted to watch a fun law school romp. Um, <laughs> but no, I got to say, though, it was such a fun moment in Fire Island to cast Conrad as my, oh my love God. interest because I knew him from that show and I knew him so intimately from that show and I loved him on that show. And it was such a wild thing because when I started watching that show, I don't know, like making a movie was like, so far away and the sure. fact that like he is in my movie now <gasps> is, is like really crazy that's me. a really cool that. full circle yeah. moment because that's also where i knew him from when i saw him in your movie mm -hmm. and isn't and he so different he's such a good actor because he's playing such an, something so completely different yeah he what i say about him is he is so like grounded in his humanity like mm. more so you know like you can really see that when he acts yeah like it's like he's not acting which i guess no. means you're the best a kind of actor. acting yeah yeah, yeah yeah i also like and i'm sure he's never gonna hear this but um i didn't think of him as like uber hot in how to get away with murder like i yeah. thought he was cute I did not think of him as hot. And I think that's partially because of the way they styled him and the way his character was. In yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And so I remember when they were like, oh, yeah, we got a tape for this part from Conrad Ricamora, the guy from How to Get Away with Murder. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if I'm like attracted enough to him to, to cast him as my love interest. And then he did the tape. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the hottest person I've ever seen. Um, and then continued to think that through the course of filming. And like, yeah, it was very easy to fall in love with him. Ooh, that's the best yeah yeah i feel like that came through that your your genuine feelings towards him definitely came through i also love knowing that a tape like that could change someone's mind it really can it really really yeah. can because i was very resistant but um no i'm so glad that it worked out and um yeah he's the best do you guys keep in touch or what's the we deal do there? we have a group thread that's pretty active um so you know Joel, how do you feel? And I don't know, maybe this is just my exasperation as I somehow sort of uh, keep descending more inward with each passing day of my life. But I do you ever get overwhelmed by group chats? Uh, yeah, they're all muted. You know, yeah. I only dip in and I sometimes don't even catch up. You know, like if I'm yeah. too overwhelmed, like I just don't I don't read backwards. I just, you know, um, I dip in when I can. Um, but I'm group threads are are the new group chats are the new Twitter for me, honestly. Like I run I do more bits on group chats. I, I learn more news on group chats. It's less toxic than Twitter. That's it's true. Like more filtered. But I'm a part of so many and a part of so many big ones that it just like it feels like a mini Twitter feed every day. That's I'm in one big one that I like that is fully um, surrounding uh, only selling sunset. Oh um, with a lot of people that are like not even involved in comedy or whatever. But for the most part, like I will savagely just leave the group chat like without 
Like I, <laughs> Blair Saki has, left, has the left the chat. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And which can feel violent, but it feels so good sometimes. It's like leaving a party, you know? Well, I always, I always refer to that as leaving the couch. And then I'm always, whenever someone leaves our group chat, I always, I always text them individually. And I'm like, I'm Andy Cohen right now coming to your dressing room <laughs> and I'm going to walk your ass back to the couch. And then I bring them back into the group chat and I sit because a lot of people leave for dramatic reasons in my group chat. Like, some oh, of my group yeah. Chats. Like people will get salty about something someone else said or someone will be shady. And so they'll leave and I'll be like, OK, I'm going to be Andy Cohen and I'm going to go get them. And I go and I text them individually and I say, I'm bring, I'm walking you back to the couch. Right oh, now. I like that. You're sort of um like the man on the ranch, like coming to get the cow mm -hmm. that escaped the fence. Exactly. If there's a kindness and community to that. See, mm -hmm. my, I've never left for a dramatic reason. I'm just like, I can't. There's too many things. There's too many things. It's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. But you got to yeah. mute. You just got to mute and got and, and got to click in to clear the notifications and then not read them and then just come back whenever you want. I know. You're right. I keep getting so and like I keep fantasizing and I keep talking about this a lot about just like I my dream is to be fully off social media. Oh, I mean, isn't it all our dreams? Isn't that like the goal? I can't. I Oh, I don't know. I deleted Twitter off my phone when the movie came out because I didn't need that in my life. Smart. Then, oh my god, especially with those fuckers in real life. Yeah, and I haven't, I haven't re-downloaded the app. I am browsing and posting via the browser on my phone, but I will say that it has helped a lot because the the browser is just ugly enough and just inconvenient <laughs> enough, and like the ver the browser version of Twitter is so is like just bad enough that it does keep me off of it more so than I was before. Even though I'm 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 definitely on it more so than I was right when the movie came out. But you, all you have to do is get over that first hump of FOMO because it really does make you feel like weird FOMO where you're like I don't know what people are talking about. I don't yeah. know what's like big in the culture right now. And then you realize a no one misses you. No one <laughs> noticed. No one notices that you're gone. Not a single person will notice that you're gone. And secondly. Like, not a single person. <laughs> you start to find other ways to like <laughs> learn what's happening in the world. I unfollowed everyone on Instagram a year ago <gasps> and it changed my life. Really? Yeah. What do you look at? Nothing. I mean, wow. I'm still on Twitter because like I'm not really uh, like there are downsides to it. Like I won't know about I will like not know about birthdays or someone's like parents death or something, yeah. which which makes which I don't love. But the upside of that is because, you know, I want to be a supportive person. But the upside of that is just like it's like I don't know what's going on with anyone. Like I'm I'm way less of consuming other people's lives yeah. in like an unhealthy way. And it's weird because I experienced that, too. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll start like texting people more often or like trying to connect with and it's just no they just fall certain people just fall out of your life when you're not on social media yeah and you have to be okay with that it's darwinism i guess yeah yeah i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Does Fomka have social media? Do you follow... I have You're, no okay. Idea. Yeah, I, I don't, don't. I don't know either. Like the thing is, is like that she is so important to me. Like I reference her killing a man with her thighs often in my work and in my life, but I can't say I'm a stan of hers beyond that. It's like for me, she's a one hit wonder. You know, right, and right. That, and that was her one hit. <laughs> well, that is like a a legendary moment. Like yeah. I killing a man with your thighs is just like some sort of mythological high that, you know, probably many women fantasize. It feels so feminine. It feels like the most feminine way to murder someone. Yeah. And also like an Amazon, like, yeah, like sort of like an Amazon warrior woman type of vibe, which I really like as like a, as like a very uh, quadricep dominant woman. I've had men tell me they want me to kill them uh, with my thighs. I've and it's never because they imprinted it. on this movie as well. I'm sure that that like it, it like unlocked in me my latent homosexuality, but it unlocked in other people like a kink. I'm sure. Yeah, and I like you know I've really never put those two together until this moment and happening in real time. It's pretty educational, actually. Fomka is is responsible. She's for this. the blueprint. She is the blueprint. And who else? Okay, so we have Fomka. Who else would you say is responsible for you uh, being gay? Lucy Lawless. Woo! Lucy Lawless. Zeno, uh, Warrior let, fucking yes. princess. I used to um, watch the shit out of that show. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was incredible. It was after um, school every day. Yeah. On, like, Channel 5 or something. After after Hercules, the legendary adventure. Yes! 
um, which also was like very, both those shows were really instrumental in me, like developing um, into a, uh, a little horny pervert um, because like they were so hot. Like everyone was so hot and the guys were always like shirtless and in like these tight pants. Oh my God. I'm getting, yeah, there was so much body. Yeah. yeah. In both of those shows. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so according to Lucian Wickles in 2016, uh, Famka showed frustration and not being cast in the new X-Men movie, X-Men Ap- Apocalypse, saying that Hollywood is sexist toward older women. She said, women, it's interesting because they're replaced and the older versions are never to be seen again, whereas the men are allowed to be both ages. Yeah, it's true. She's not wrong. She's right. not wrong. Like Hugh Jackman is coming back to play Wolverine again. <laughs> like he gets to be in every X-Men movie. And I love Hugh Jackman. I don't begrudge him that. But like it is unfair that like Halle Berry and, and Famke are just like erased from history. Right. Right, right, right. Rebecca, are you a- Rebecca Romaine too. <gasps> God, Rebecca Romaine. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. Yeah. She's hosting the new Love Boat with Jerry O'Connell. Oh. It's Her so husband. interesting, these married couples hosting things like Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's new. That feels new to me. Yeah. It's like these sort of aging Hollywood couples that have somehow sustained a marriage in this hellscape. Good for them. <laughs> I do like Love is Blind, though. I'm like, this is my, none of them. Obviously, none of them last because it's like the most insane shit it's, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> It's purely for entertainment. No one's finding long-lasting love on that show. Yeah, it's so thank good, God. though. Thank God. <laughs> um, okay, so Fomka, is, according to Lucian Wickles, um, Fomka also appeared with her dog, Licorice, uh, Brindle Boston Terrier, in the um, many PETA campaigns to raise awareness for animal rights. And, Joel, this seems to be a trend with successful Hollywood actors. And will we be seeing you descend into um, PETA campaigns? No. Okay. No, I'm not a PETA head. Um, I don't. I think PETA is kind of dumb. I think their tactics are kind of dumb. I don't think they're helpful. I think they're mostly like attention grabbing sure but like the message is often muddled and i don't really i think there's like plenty of really great animal rights groups out there and yeah. i don't think PETA is one of them i think PETA is like flashy and all about like style not substance. vitriol too yeah vitriol oh for sure vitriol and it's a it's a lot like i don't know i just like they're like we don't drink would you drink would you drink milk out of this breast <laughs> Out of this, the, the tone is the tone is always like, would you? Eat, well, would you drink milk out of this human breast? And then it just makes me go like, yeah, 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 I would, bitch. Like, <laughs> well, that's a problem with like our society at large right now, anyways, and like this like uh, binary and you know internet culture as well, where it's like you know you have a good cause, but the vitriol like you're you're coming with your cause with like hatred you're you're, you know and and that's the same shit like i see online i hate like just because you are like on your you're fighting for something good doesn't you know cancel out when you're a fucking horrible person about it yeah yeah say that say that blair (laughs) saki Uh, I just don't 
don't like it. I feel like I like I'm mad. I like I'm I'm really actually mad that people had the gall to come up to you and say something negative, unkind about your movie. Like I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. Yeah, people are crazy, but I do think it's mostly limited to gay guys. Hmm, so just stay good. away from gay guys. Start hating. I'm <laughs> a homophobe. No, I can't. I can't. Um, okay, so moving right along. Uh, Funka. Oh, Funka also appeared, according to Lucian, in the late 1990s. She appeared in The Faculty, Rounders, Deep Red, Rising, and House on Haunted Hill. Ooh, Are you all good films. So you're a horror guy then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, really? I love horror. I love horror. I find horror um, to be like, I, I don't know. I just like, I, I, I get so jaded. I think it's because it's like the one thing that I can't do right now. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to be able to write, an, actually need to like write a horror movie because those are the only movies that are making money right now other than like superhero movies and Top Gun. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, no, I, I've always loved horror. I love like my my horror response is ah! and then laugh you know like i love i love being really deeply truly genuinely scared and then laughing 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 cuz it is funny it's yeah, funny when you, you get, get scared. a harder release yeah after and horror and comedy are like very much connected cuz i do think that those responses like they're both rooted in surprise right like yes, a good yes. a good a good punchline like is surprising you don't see it coming and that's why you laugh yeah and then and it's the same with a good scare um that's so interesting to think about um have you always been a horror guy or has that been a late in life thing no i've always loved to be scared i I used to get really really scared growing up um at things but i've always put myself through it i always love there's something (laughs) really there's something really alluring about it And do you like now as an adult? Does what do you ever watch a horror movie and be like, I'm actually like feel really scared and off balance after that, or no? Sometimes, sometimes I especially feel it. Um, I live alone and I live, um, sort of in I live in the hills alone and it's sort of like scary up here alone. Yeah, and, like, I um, I'm more I get more scared when I see like true crimey like thrillery like real life murderers more so than ghosts and monsters at this point yeah um i will say my house is likely very much haunted um because there's been strange things like when i got it i was talking to the old owner and she was showing me pictures and she was like yeah this house was built in the 40s like here are some old pictures of it throughout the years like this is ralph he was the first owner and then she's like flipping through the pictures and she's like oh and here's ralph again but that's weird he didn't live here then Huh. And then just kept flipping. And I was like, oh my God, Ralph is a ghost in my house. And sometimes I'll be like downstairs and something upstairs will like fall off the counter. Are you ever like, Ralph, is that you? Yeah, all the time. All the you time. Just, you speak to I him? don't I don't think he's been I don't think he is like bad. I think he yeah. is like I think he's just like chilling and hanging out. Right, 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 right. Um but it does get scary sometimes when I when my boyfriend's not here with me. Uh I realize that because like I'm so I'm not used to living alone like this. Um, and then also, um, it is it it got scary one time because I was on Nextdoor because when I was off Twitter, oh, I was God. like, oh, I, I need I need an outlet to be toxic online, <laughs> and so I joined Nextdoor and I was like, oh, I'll get oh, to know my neighbors. This is the, the most surprising development of this 
conversation. And <laughs> you I, joining next door. And I like literally, um, I got in a fight on like the first day with this no. woman because she was like being really shitty about unhoused people and like homeless people near her street. And I was just like, get a grip. That's all I said. As I said, get a grip, lady. And then she found my phone number. It left me the most racist voicemail I've ever heard. Are you kidding me? Told me that she knew where I lived, which is <gasps> possible. I mean, she found my phone number. And then the next night, someone drove by my house and threw something out their window. And I don't know if it was a coincidence or if it was connected, but that that was a period. It has I was to like, be connected. That was when I was like really scared to be alone at home. And I was like this, this fucking like suburban mom who called me a chink. <gasps> On my voicemail. I'll play it for you the next time I have it. Oh. She called me a little Chinese virus boy. <gasps> and oh my God. In my voicemail. Well, that's someone who would do something fucking crazy like that. I know. And I was like, oh my God, she's coming for me. This woman is coming for me. To find oh. a stranger's phone number online is so scary to me. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's insane behavior. And I was like, wow, she really couldn't handle me telling her to get a grip. No, isn't that crazy? Because that's like the most benign thing to say. I know. And 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 again, after that, I was like, again, I say to you, lady, get a grip. You, yeah. you need to, you get, need all to the get a grip like more than ever. Yeah. <laughs> now more than ever. More than ever. Oh, my God. That's horrible. But yeah, you so you're like, I'll just continue the steady diet of horror movies. Yeah. 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 Still. I, Joel, I love living alone. Like, I don't know how it's- we ever did it. Back in no. New York? Yes. I I shudder. Shudder. I cannot believe the small spaces I involved myself in to pursue this dream. The way we used to have sex quietly. <laughs> Everything's changed Never now. Again. Never um, again. But I love hearing that you're in love because also because it's funny over the years, like, you know, seeing uh, people's like partners and like the struggle and going through the whole dating thing. But it's so cool that you're in love now, especially at like such a good time. I thought you were about to be like, and especially at your age. No, (laughs) especially to have found it at your age. No, no. Oh, my God. Like. I, I'm going to do that same thing because like I can't like the type of people that I date has had to change. And that's yeah. like been for what I'm looking for. And that's been like a massive adjustment. And also like I am afraid of um like we live so long to attach yourself to someone for that long. Yeah. It just like feels like such a big decision, even though that is something that I want like that last sliver of like traditional side in me. Well, you also had the curse of like the only straight men you were frequently around were were comics, and so you oh, had God, to date Joel. a lot of comics, and like that, I can't even fucking I could never imagine in a million years. I'm so glad that was never an option for me. Joel, Joel, I have had to like have an exorcism because it was just like you know these are the only people that I'm around and before like I got wise like sort of quit that it, um it was just like a thing like these men were so charismatic and then they just pursue you so and you're like okay and then you're and then like you're months in and you're like wait how did I get here like this is you know yeah 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 how did we get here <laughs> mm. I can't believe one 
that I'm seeing you catching up with you right now. Two, that this is the last episode of the podcast. Three, that Owen Wilson didn't make it on before the cutoff time. Four. I still believe. I believe that this show will have a, a second life in some shape or form. And I believe that Owen Wilson will appear on it. He does know about the show. He does. Yeah. He knows because, and I've told this before, but um, a couple, like right before the pandemic, when this was still a live show, Demi Moore came a few times to the show and she came up right after and she was so, so nice. And she texted him in front of me and showed me the screen. That's incredible. I know that was one of those weird LA moments where you're like, whoa, I don't know how this (laughs) happened. Can I? I will show you. I will tell you my weird thing about a celebrity that I've idolized. I almost did this letter to Sandra Bullock, and if I'd known it was the last one, I probably would have done Sandra Bullock because she is like my forever icon. And I went on another show. Well, uh, Maynard, <clears throat> um, they did Sandra Bullock last week. Oh so. no, no, no! That's that's why I didn't do it because yeah, I did yeah, see yeah. that. I saw that. Um, but um, I did Iowa Debris podcast with yeah. Olivia Craighead and um where they you go on and you talk about a celebrity and I chose Sandra Bullock and in the course of that episode I said at one point it was all gushing about Sandra Bullock and right. then I was like but the one bad thing she ever did was the Minions movie where she was <laughs> where she was the voice where she was the voice of the villain and I was like she falls apart in the booth she can't do voice acting she she needs to be on screen um and so then weirdly Io became friends with Sandra Bullock. My heart is stopping right now. I'm and so Sandra concerned. Bullock, Sandra Bullock listened <laughs> no! to the episode. No, yeah. no. And texted, no. texted IO. No. And was like, hey, I'm listening to your podcast and the episode about me. Um, blah blah blah. Your friend Joel is right. <gasps> I do fall apart in the booth. And that's why I've never done voiceover again. Um and I was like, oh my god i was like i hope that she absorbed all the good things i said about her too but the fact that sandra bullock was like your friend joel is right i do fall apart in the booth was probably she showed me the screenshot of it and i was like i cannot believe i if i known in a million years that she'd ever hear it i never would have said it um but that's it forever i am stunned right now my cheeks are hot like i my heart is stopped for you well, and can i can i tell you a second sandra bullock story oh, that i had recently <laughs> please, so please. i i went to the lost city premiere with bowen yeah, yeah uh as his date and we were like on the red carpet together but i was like sort of like hanging back with like his manager while he was getting his picture taken on the red carpet and i was like you know whatever waiting and then we went in and then the ne- like two or three days later i went to a teen vogue event um, and the photographer at that event came running up to me and was like, oh my God, I um, I got the best picture of you and Sandra Bullock from the other night. And I was like, oh my God. And I got so excited. And I was like, I don't even remember being near Sandra Bullock. But I was like, this is, this is incredible. She's like, okay. She's like, I'll be right back. She got her camera and she came up to me and she showed me the picture. And it is a photo of Bowen and Sandra Bullock. No! And I was like, this bitch, her entire job is using her eyes. That's it. That's her job is to use her eyes. And what did she do? She saw me. She thought I was Bowen, went back to our camera, found the photo, looked at the photo, and still and decided to at come you up in person. In person, and still came up to me to show me this photo proudly. And I had to do, and I did the thing that I hate that I do sometimes with people who do this. 
But I was like, I, she was, I was like, that's not me. That's Bowen. And she was like humiliated, obviously, as she should be. And I, she was like so upset. And I was like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. And I ended up comforting her. Yeah. You know? And I was like, what What am I doing? Why am I making this person feel better? Like, A of all, it's not that big a deal. And B of all, like, she should feel a little bad. Like, that's, that's like, that is appropriate to feel a little embarrassed in this moment. You should feel a little embarrassed in this moment. Yeah. And those, that will be hopefully a life moment for her that she I hope. learns I hope she looks going forward because I'm sure that she just felt so ashamed and sometimes in life. And it is nice that you handled it <laughs> with grace because you didn't have to. No, certainly but, didn't. could have just walked away, but no, I, I sat there and pat her on the back and said, it's okay. <laughs> oh my God. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. People like I, it's bizarre. Like someone came up to me and they were like, Christy, Christy Cello the other no! day. Yeah. And like, I love Christy to death, but I mean, like, you not know, similar. Not similar. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, no, not Christy. <laughs> I love that Christy Cello is your Bowen though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Christy. Um, God, Joel, this was such a treat. I'm so happy to so see fun. you. I'm so happy to catch up with you. I'm so happy for all your success. Yeah. You, me, and Greta, we got to go out for dinner soon. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, definitely. That would be great. And I'm happy to know that the chicken breasts are still happening. Yes, they still exist. Tell Ralph hello in your house. I will. I will tell him hello and I'll give him a kiss and a hug for you. Yeah. And is there anything that you want um, our listeners to check out of yours to promote anything? Um, you know, they can check out all the stuff that's currently out. Fire Island on Hulu, Psychosexual on Netflix, Loot on Apple TV. Oh my and God. then um, my, um, my episode of Celebrity Jeopardy is... <laughs> airing where is my profile okay this man we know we know what's gonna happen he wants eyes on that jeopardy episode uh uh, november 6th november 6th is when my episode is airing and i would love for everyone to check it out because it is a really silly and fun a Um, life moment for you and then i'm also on celebrity great british bake-off that is coming out on thanksgiving so is that is that obviously on netflix no it's actually on roku weirdly Oh, how do you find Roku? I don't know, but Roku is apparently <laughs> the number one streaming like box in America. And that just shows how out of touch we are that with all of our Apple th- TVs and whatnot. But Roku is apparently the number one. Whoa. Well, yeah. that's good. God, a couple things I'm behind on YouTube and Roku. Roku. Um, all right, Joel. Well, we we usually do fan on the street, which but you already told us that you're a fan on the street, which is a fun celebrity anecdote. And that um, wow. had to do with one Sandra Bullock, which, you know, that was the most Sandra response I could ever think yeah, of. She's a, but she's who a, among us would think that any podcast is being listened to by a no, goddamn celebrity? No, I never think that any podcast is being listened to at all. No, me uh, neither. And so I just go on and I say whatever I fucking want and i always regret it every single time (laughs) yeah um all right joel well you're the best it's great to see you thanks for doing the pod and go watch and consume all of joel's stuff okay bye-bye 
Thank you, everyone. I love you. Thank you for a great season. God bless you, my Blair Bears, my dear own Wilson heads. You have sustained me. We have built something beautiful. I will never forget you. God bless. Bye. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.